When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Craig, coming from a black cap and, of course, will be extraordinarily busy with the home summer of cricket. Uh, a very Merry Christmas to you, Craig. And as I say, we're not about to put your feet up, but it is the uh, time of the year you must look forward to the most. Yeah, yeah, Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, you did right. And I just talked about you know, the other Sam and in, in, in some ways, I think I said I played cricket, obviously, for, I think, you know, close to 20 years. And then my first um, summer off, so to speak, um, I had a real job. I wasn't playing cricket. I, I'd done a little bit of commentary. But then on Boxing Day, I was out there. My wife had the uh, hedge clippers out, and I was, I was chopping down a holly hedge. And I went, no, stuff this. This, 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 is not, <laughs> this is not the Christmas period. I was sweating. I had scratches and itches. And I said, I've got to find myself a job again now that it gets me uh, busy because I, I don't want to be doing the chores. But... No, no, I've been. I mean, you're right. It's it's a, it's a wonderful time, and and I've been lucky enough to be involved in as a player, as a commentator, and as a coach. I mean, you really don't work uh, it's something you love doing, and this time of the year, we've just been in Wellington yesterday, flowing home. It is busy. Um, you 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 don't know what day it is. You just know what the date is because that's sort of how you work off your calendar. But in some ways, it's an absolute privilege to be going around the country playing uh, sport or commentating, and you've got a whole lot of people coming in and enjoying. The days and um, you know as part of their holidays, um, so uh, it's actually a privilege. And you're right, it's a it's a great time. We're lucky enough. We've got one of the, the great parts of the country down our way in Central Otago, so we get to go and play games this year at St Alexandra um, and enjoy the beautiful sunshine through there, as well as other parts of the country. So, um, and then of course we've got the domestic stuff, we've got the international stuff. So, yeah, I just hope people can take a moment, and I've got to force myself too because you get busy just to. Really enjoy your, your loved ones and be around your family too because, you know, that's what makes this time special. Absolutely. And look, as when it comes to those chores as well, I'm sure you were fine for a slow overrate <laughs> um, uh, as well. So uh, oh. any, any, yeah. any time you can... I'd be it, coded every day of the week, I can tell you that. <laughs> give give any, me a any, second any, job or third job or fourth job and I'll pay... I'm having to work a night shift to pay someone through the day to come and do the garden. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I think uh, once you get into that lifestyle, every uh, job needs to come with uh, drinks breaks and uh, and lunch <laughs> uh, and tea as well, of course. Um, so I, I understand. I understand. Now, uh, Craig, as we talk about this, the summer's here, right? We're in the in the throes of it. But as we uh, you know uh, want to do at this time, we we think about what has been and. Everything was geared up to one thing, right? Everything was geared up to the Cricket World Cup for the Black Caps at the very least. What what do you think will be the lasting memory for you of New Zealand's campaign at this year's World Cup? Uh, I, I suppose, uh, probably when you say it, um, Ruchin Ravindra, um, his performance 
uh, through that. And, you know, I put my hand up at the start of the tournament. When they picked the first team, I, I talked to my sons just at home as you do. And I said, oh, gee, you know, maybe Rutchen's a bit lucky to be there. And maybe he was because you had Michael Bracewell, um, who was probably injured. And then in that first game, he just went out and made a statement and showed a, you know, what a quality player. He's always going to be a quality player, but I suppose that was the emergence of him um, and his ability just to, wasn't a one-off. It was the ability to follow it up. I mean, what did he get over 500 and something runs? Um, to me, that that stands out. But I also, I was pretty proud of the Black Caps. Like it, we, 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 I hate using the word underdog. I don't think we're an underdog. We, we, and I hate the word that we fight above our weight. Um, we, we don't because we've performed exceptionally well on, you know, at every ICC tournament. And, you know, we, we, we quietly have this expectation and we're going to get to the semifinals. We're going to be in the playoffs. And we did. We just probably ran out of gas. We, we lost a couple of games and we just did not want to play India. Um, and unfortunately, because we got off to that good start, when we, we that, probably the Australian game where it was a heck of a game of cricket, but if they had won that, you know, we might have ended up swapping places with them and um, play that 2v3 as opposed to 1v4. But yet again, it's another tournament. You play everyone. So the best four teams go to, to the top of the tree. And we were playing in India, not a place that, you know, it's, it's, it's the complete opposite conditions that we're used to. I, I thought they did really well. And, yeah, there were some players that stood up. And, you know, Rachel Revenge is um, probably the, the, the one thing that really sticks out to me. Yeah, as a campaign, uh, his emergence was uh, phenomenal. Uh, and I thought that we saw the bowling unit perform in patches rather than as collective for most of it. There was, there was a bowler who would yep. stand up, someone who would get involved uh, and make a difference. I thought Glenn Phillips had a great World Cup as a, a circuit breaker um, to be able to come in and, and has vaulted himself up that bowling picking order where you'd, you'd almost say he's picked as an all-rounder now, not as an all-rounder to bust yeah, out 10 right, overs, yeah. but, but an yeah. all-rounder. Yeah, and I think, you know, they well, they only went over <laughs> Well, they have about 11 foot players at one stage because Simpson is coming true. back from a farm. I think Chapman got injured. Um, you know, it was it was a case of Gary Stead. Have you got your got your name on a shirt? But they did. They took a big risk. And I mean, I, if you said to me that East Sodi, I think he played one game in that round robin phase, and that was basically because they they had to play him. I, I would have said you're joking. You go into India um, with a wrist spinner who's got a pretty good record over. I I, I just wouldn't have thought it would have happened. And you know, when you look at it, they were only ever going in with sort of, you know, four bowlers plus part-timers. But the way, especially early on, Tom Latham was able to manipulate the bowling and then the trust they put, especially in um, Glenn Phillips, you're right, and, and the way he stood up, if he didn't, we could have been in some real trouble because we would have had to drop a batter to then play another bowler. But they just got through, and you've got to give credit to Gary Stead and, and Tom Latham and Kane Williams, obviously, who came in to, to be able to produce that. And... The other one that sticks out, I just, Kane Williamson just blows me away, Sam. I, I mean, the guy had, you know, we didn't even know he was going to be there. Um, you know, we saw photos of him having throwdowns down the hallway with his daughter at one stage, and that gave us hope. Um, and then he turned up and he got runs, like brilliant runs straight away. And then unfortunately, dislocated his bloody thumb or broke his thumb from being hit on it. You know, a freak act and had another two weeks off and then came back and scored runs again. Um, you know, and that to me just shows that. Um, you know, the, the strength of mind, I suppose it's like a marathon runner. You, you've got so much, you know, miles in the bank that you can just, you can you put your mind to it. But they just adapted. And I think, you know, when it comes to cricket these days, um, one thing the black caps, so when you look at all the things they talk about, I just said about fighting and scrapping and all those things, they're just so adaptable. And um, what they obviously do so well is they actually give all their players a huge amount of confidence. 
um, when they get picked and they go out and they perform. I mean, just look at, you know, even real young at the moment, still playing with no guarantees of selection. The guy's just gone out and got 150, um, playing beautifully. And he's probably thinking, oh, I'm not going to be in the side when Kane Williamson gets picked. So, uh, and Devin Conway. So, yeah, it's just such a, there's something going really well there um, within their team environment that, that, you know, just makes us, I think as fans, we're, we're pretty lucky to have them. It blows my mind at the end of that series, uh, that, that campaign, I should say, uh, speaking of Craig Coming, former Black Cap, and of course, commentator. Uh, I, I can't believe that anyone is saying that maybe it's time for Kane Williamson to stop doing anything. Oh. Uh, th- those who say he should he should give away the short form, play the lot, whatever it is. Uh, Kane, if Kane Williamson is available and fit enough to play. I, I'm all for what he wants to choose to do to extend his availability, right? As far as uh, yeah. maybe it means he can bat longer, have another season as a test batsman which, where he wants to be potentially uh, if he gives up short forms. Fine. All good for me. But the concept of shoulder tapping, a batsman of a generation say, do you know what? Maybe maybe you should think about focusing here, there or otherwhere. When we we have a coach, and this is not a, uh, a dig at Gary, Gary Stead, but we've got a coach who does all three forms of the game where that seems to be the most likely place that someone should be uh, specialising right now as, uh, as far as turning attention. It, I, I don't get it. We are in an era where we will remember forever those of us who saw Kane Williamson bat how good he was. Why do people Absolutely. think he should be giving things away? I don't know. I, I really don't. Another thing is, you know, we why are we even making a judgment? Um, you know, well, knowing Kane, having I, I was lucky enough to commentate, you know, sort of, uh, I don't know how old I'm now, probably seven or eight years full time, and, and and that's when I was lucky enough. Kane Williams when I started commentating was averaging 34 with the bat, and I always remember the first test I did, and it was a talk about, you know, it's time for Kane Williamson now to step up from being the emerging young talent. Um, and then when I finished commentating, what was he averaging? 52. So I was lucky enough to be able to watch and witness the growth of Kane Williamson as a player. And I, I just, you know, there are certain players, and, and maybe because I'm a cricket nuffy, you know, I love the game, and, you know, I'd commentate. And sometimes when you're commentating, you'd then go and sit in the background and, you know, check your phone and that. When Kane Williamson's batting, I used to go out of the commentary and just go and sit by the window or go and sit outside and just watch. And just, just watch what he does. I watch him at the non-strikers end. I watch him... You know, when he's facing, I watch his, you know, pre-ball routine. Just, I don't know, he's just got that ability to, to drag me in. And, and the biggest thing that you get from Kane is he loves the game. He loves batting. Like, you know, in throwdowns, he's having throwdowns. He's in the nets. Um, he loves batting so it doesn't become a chore. And, and if he's still loving the game, we can be smart like they're doing now. They're giving him a little rest in, in a T20 series just to get his knee back into hopefully 100%. But we want to drag this as long as we possibly can in as many games of cricket and as many formats we can, as long as Kane's the one that's in charge of it. And I just get the feeling, I reckon Kane, if he could, could, will hopefully play test cricket till he's 45. You know, why not? Because the guy is so good. And as long as he's performing and he's loving it. And the other thing that Kane gives the team, as you know, when you watch certain players celebrate hundreds, you know, they they carry on like pork chops. Whereas Kane... It's it's sort of irrelevant. I remember I was lucky enough again to commentate and, and then interview him when he, he, he called Martin Crowe's record. And it was a little bit like, you guys are making a big deal out of it. Actually, hundreds aren't that important to me because it's actually about my team winning. And then one day hundreds, I think Kane had a record where he had the most 90s in one day cricket for a period of time. And he was like, why is that relevant? You know, because I'm trying to score runs for my team. It doesn't matter whether I get 92, 98 or 102. 
it's probably not enough because I should have got 120. It's about my team. So he always has that team, you know, team first, um, you know, value that just rubs off on everyone. So, you know, again, as a selfish fan who grew up and loved watching Richie McCaw and Dan Carter, it's, it's a sad day when they retire. You know, Aaron Smith's just left the province here in Otago. You know, when Ben Smith retired, that really hurt because we're never going to see those sort of players again. And you're right with Kane. Let's let's keep. If it means we've got to wheel him out in a wheelchair for a period of time, let's all put our <laughs> hand up and take turns because we want to keep him going. He'll be the first person to say he's out. Like, he would, as you mentioned, as a team man. If he thought for a second that he was going to hold the team back, there was not one moment he would be uh, out there Absolutely. as well. Had a little, had a little bit to do with the uh, with the man. Of course, he is a uh, Tauranga boy uh, based. Yes. When he is yes. uh, the few moments he is, so uh, I've uh, run right. into him at the airport on occasion. He, he's one of the most uh, down to earth humans, and you're right. Hates and a stat, I which, think which, also, which makes like, him almost he almost should be kicked out of a cricketers club. A batsman can't hate a stat. That's just not. <laughs> that's, not that's not how. No. This sport works. No, exactly. No, exactly. Like they right You know, as a cricketer, what you do is when you're going really well, you love stats, and you've always got them up, and you're always checking the, you know, the, the leaderboards and that. You love it, you know. But when you're struggling, you know, you stay away from. It. You don't want to see yourself at the average of twenty. Well, if I was Kane Williams, and I'd be on cricket and play every day. It's like you know, if you won lotto, you go to the, the F Post machine. I'd be home page. Yeah, home page. Absolutely. But but to be honest. Kane probably, I mean, he will know, but I, and he'll know. But you know, he, he he will tell you more about the probably the good times in the change rooms after a really special win and what happened then, as opposed to maybe the game of cricket and, and the impact he had. And um, you know, and you're dead right about you know, you know it comes from your grounding and, and who you are as a person. But as long as he's loving the game, um, we're loving the game with him. Um, I, I get the feeling as well. Like, I don't think Kane is short of a dollar. You know, that's not wrong because he's played IPL no. for a long, long period of time. And I, and I reckon if it came down to a stage where he said, look, I actually need to take a couple of breaks, I, I would. he would be one of the few guys to go, actually, the IPL, I'm done. Um, they'll always keep him involved because of his leadership and because of who he is as a person and his knowledge of the game. So that's what his real value as well in the IPL is. But, you know, it injured, he nearly lost half a season because of the IPL last year. I don't reckon that's something he'll want to risk in the future. If it meant missing 20 test matches, he's the one player I reckon he might put his hand up and go, see, I'm just going to take a break from the IPL because I want to play 20 test matches. Fingers crossed. Speaking of Craig coming, and uh, we got want to turn attention to the, uh, the women's game in just one moment, but uh, you mentioned the IPL, uh, and we've seen... Uh, this year it was beginning of this year uh, and end of last really, but it has it remains a talking point, isn't it? Uh, New Zealanders wanted to see more of Trent Bolt in the Black Cats team, but as he chose not to be contracted, so he could uh, play with suit a a lifestyle and b a financial system to uh, to set himself up, it became uh, it became a real big talking point throughout the year. We're, it's not going to get easier that scenario. How do you, how do we find the no. balance of making sure players are can make the money they deserve. I mean, look, Daryl Mitchell's about to earn more in three months than uh, most New Zealanders will earn in 10 years. And yeah, it's, oh. uh, and, and, no, and and fair play to him. It's there for him. Yep. How can how can the, you make sure that these players are still available for New Zealand without cutting off our nose to spite our face? Yeah, you've got to remember the difference with us. Um, and this is probably one of the few times we've had some more than one player recognised. I mean, I know we had Jamison, um, but you look at it now... You know, when I'm talking recognised, big, big cash. We had Jamison and we bit of a out of the out of the blue a couple of years ago. I've been on the back of test performances, but I think Daryl Mitchell's contract it's worth. So New Zealand have 20 international contracts. 
I reckon, I think, I tried to do the numbers. He's, his one, this one contract nearly equates to 15 of the 20 contracts with New Zealand cricket added up. So, you know, when you, you put it, you know, it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, I was sitting there watching, I don't, I, I enjoy it, but um, I, I was watching the Pat Cummins thing going, my word, the guy's got $4 million. And Daryl Mitchell came out, and I, no one bid for a start. And I was like, oh, no. Gee, I started to feel bad for him. Like, and then there was a bid, and then 20 minutes later, I'm still sitting there watching it. This is unbelievable. But also, let's remember with Daryl Mitchell, um, I'm trying to remember how old he is. Is he 32 um, or 33? Um, you know, He's 32. He, yeah, he, you know, he couldn't make the Indies. He came over and he was the Indies side, but he was down the order. He's a bit of a part-time player. He was probably more of a bowler in the short form of the game. He bowled really good death, came out and batted six or seven. He was challenged early on in his career there that he didn't score quick enough. Uh, he didn't strike the ball well enough. Um, he had to up his game. He had to put his team first. And then the evolution of him in the last four or five years should be for any cricketer just to hang tough. Now, he moved to Canterbury. Now, I would say that was a really good move for him for his game because he got put more up the order. Um, and he was probably moved because he was more secure because he was sort of in the black caps at that stage. But, you know, it's a great example of someone who's just showed a huge amount of perseverance, worked really, really hard. And I'm not saying reward is in dollar value because, you know, you can't always make a judgment like that because that's, that's unfair and we've got wonderful cricketers who don't get a cent from the IPL and, and, and in, in the context of our game. It's more just great reward to see a guy who's worked really hard but also, um, you know, performed in big times and, and that's that's what the IPL um, give them. But, you know, it's going to be, it's an interesting time, as you say. Like, I think it's going to, but the most important thing to remember, go back to your original question, this is me going off on tangents, is that you can, we can't in New Zealand make it unless you're performing for the Black Caps. So the good thing for us is that you have to first and foremost perform for the Black Caps before you get picked up in the IPL, before you get picked up in the 100. Um, you know, even if you were to get an offer from um, the BBL, you've got to perform first for the Black Caps. So that's one of the advantages we have in our system is that we're going to have periods of time where we're going to have everyone available. Our challenge becomes when we get players like now Daryl Mitchell, Trent Bolt, not so much Tim Saudi, but, you know, Rachin Ravinder. You know, what's what's the offers going to look like for him in the next two years? Devin Conway, I mean, the guy's just played continuously for a year because he went to every tournament. They're the challenging ones that we're going to have because we need to keep them in our system. Um, and I suppose it just comes down to having a really good relationship with them um, and, and understanding um, what they're about. But you also need to realise that the, the, the silver fur and the black cap needs to it, it holds value and it should still be special so you no one you can't go out and buy a black cat you know you can't you can't go out and grab one off the shelf so you still got to keep inspiring cricketers um to be white ferns and black caps and as long as we keep doing that and we keep giving them value with with that with the silver fern they're still going to hang in there yeah we might not have them all the time but we'll still have them for the majority of the time but um we've got to keep that you know that silver fern nice and shiny Craig, just before we let go, obviously uh, you mentioned uh, the White Ferns. I'm thoroughly looking forward to the Super Smash uh, in uh, both the men's and women's game uh, and best of luck to you and the Otago Sparks with that too. But where do you see the uh, state of uh, women's cricket in New Zealand? Because the, the, the White Ferns have getting themselves back on track. It was uh, the one-day series in particular against Pakistan, uh, a really enjoyable uh, contest. But it, it's fair to say that the White Ferns haven't been having the uh, the highs that I imagine they are aiming for, but the New Zealand public has is, is kind of grown to expect from them as well. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, two things. One, 
the great thing about the women's game is it's becoming worldwide competitive. So the days of just having Australia, England, New Zealand and India dominating, that, those days are gone. Um, it's great to see Pakistan, now South Africa, we've got Sri Lanka, you know, starting to, to really come into the, to the fore and, and actually creating a worldwide competition. So that, that is really exciting. The next challenge for us is we've got to, we've got to keep up with everybody um, and stay relevant with everyone with our own systems. We, we sort of had no system two years ago. So at the moment, we're trying to build, you know, I was talking about it yesterday, we're trying to build, we're building a new boat. Um, and we had to start from scratch. And, you know, Liz Green's there at New Zealand Cricket. Um, she's the, the head of the women's game. Again, starting from scratch, you've got Ben Sawyer there who came in, didn't actually get the contract, his first group that he had to look after. I'm working really hard. We're all working really hard. And I think by the end of the Super Smash, you'll start to see some new talent emerge. You'll start to see some names that have been around evolve. And they'll put real challenge on the players that are currently in the White Ferns because in some ways it's a little bit of a protected squad because they're trying to develop and give opportunities. We're going to now have players that are going to go, right, knock the door down, give me an opportunity. And um, they've been performing in the domestic scene for two years. And, and that'll only help our game. And then what we do is we start playing more. We've got an A series against England when the White Ferns play England. So that's critical to help our development. So I suppose the big word I can say is just be patient, um, knowing that we, again, we're building a boat from scratch and um, we've got to get it, we'll get it on the water and then once we get it on the water, we'll wet the sails up. I don't know where I've come up with that analogy. I don't know where the boats come from, but it's come out of my mouth, <laughs> that's what happens. But, but we're, we're building and, it, and it's going to take a couple of years. But the thing is, again, if we, if we do things really well and we get our structures in well in the domestic game with our coaches and our players, we'll strengthen it. So when we, when we, when we go boom, there's a reason for it, and we're going to have continued success, and, and that'll happen. Um, like for me, yesterday, a really disappointing day. We played the Blaze. We did some fundamental stuff that we should have should be better at. But aside that, I haven't had a practice game. I had two games organised against boys' teams down here in Dunedin. They cancelled. All of a sudden, I went into a professional competition with no games in this format against a very good side. So after one game, you know, we, we, we now put a mark in the sand and said, right, way we go. Even though you know we're a good team. You still got to learn those lessons, and those are the little things and that we've just got to change around our scene. But it's really hard at the moment because we've got semi-professional athletes. They work exceptionally hard. Like they're at the gym at six o'clock, three mornings a week. They're training from five to seven, three times a week, putting in the effort. But we just got to we'll just tidy it up, and as I say, we'll, but we're building some structures that'll be successful in the future. And then we'll have a really exciting international game where we've got six or seven teams that on any day can beat each other, and that's exactly what we want in the women's game. Exceptional stuff. Well, looking forward to it and uh, hope things go well for you. Always appreciate your time on SCNZ as well, uh, Craig. Always a pleasure to have uh, your insight, your passion there. Go well, enjoy summer. Uh, and if anyone down in the Otago region uh, feels like a job trimming hedges uh, and mowing lawns, uh, I know a bloke who's, who's on the hunt. Oh, absolutely. I can give you some tickets for some games without a doubt. Appreciate it and have a Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. Good on you, mate. Uh, Craig Curry is one of the uh, the champions uh, of the game. We always love hearing from him. And speaking of tickets, we've got some to give to you too. The Black Caps T20 Series. Wednesday the 27th of December in Napier. Friday the 29th of December in Tauranga. And Sunday the 31st of December in Tauranga. If you want to get yourself tickets, it's that easy. We got them. We've got 30 tickets to give away. Text in your name, your number, and which game you want to go to to double eight, double three, 
First in best dressed. You want tickets? Get in. They will be yours. And what a, uh, a pre-Christmas present is. Tell you what, it's a great Christmas present to give as well. It just dawned on me, Sammy. What an idea. Wouldn't you have a couple of free tickets? Give them away to somebody. You look like a hero. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And don't forget to vote for the uh, Staffy Sue. We're taking more of your calls and texts on that after the break.